Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. I get lost at the end of that. What, with you paying attention to yourself? Yep. Oh. yep I stopped paying attention. <laughs> Your mind so, wanders. Yeah, it, I just, I, I think we need to make our intro shorter. <clears throat> Is there any and, other interesting okay, come on, Joe. I know. Joe, you have not coughed, and we've been here for 40 minutes. I didn't even have to, I want, well... I was like, this is something stuck in my throat, but it's going to be better once I hit record. No, but it's never better. It comes loose. You just, <laughs> oh my goodness, you just instantly cough. Like you see the red button for record and you're like. <clears throat> I'm, like I'm like allergic to it. I'm allergic to being recorded. <laughs> it's just instant. It's instant. We, we are here with uh, episode 17 with Katie Brooks. Katie Brooks. In the house. Uh, Katie, say hello. Hello. Brian, why don't you give her a formal introduction? Where where do we, where does she hail from? <laughs> <laughs> Katie hails from Lithuania, Whoa. and is here as a dragon tamer. <sighs> That's what she does for a living. She's been getting after it, like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> no, like like flying, fire breathing dragons. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I studied at Hogwarts for that. I'm intrigued and in full disbelief. <laughs> you should be both. You should be both. No, Katie's, Katie's here because my wife and I got into like a fitness journey a while ago. And my wife is, oh, she'll probably listen. She's not going to listen for a couple weeks, so I won't be in trouble for a while. She, she's always behind on episodes. And she's a, she's a, she's a Gabby gal. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. She she gets after it in the the talking and boisterousness, especially when she does classes at the gym. Mm -hmm. She's um she does like, whoop, yeah, woohoo. You know, like when so you have a you have an instructor in the front of the class. Okay. Everybody's doing what they're doing, mirror mirroring what okay. they're doing. My wife likes to like, whoop, yeah, and you know, and like she. She gets after it in there. Do you, are you saying that she makes those actual sounds? Yep. Okay. So she's verbalizing the... Yep. And with that, the okay. instructors, from what I understand, the instructors may like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have feedback. Sometimes yeah. when you're teaching mm. a class and people are just staring at you, it's like... <laughs> really weird. Is this good? Like, you guys good? And and she's like, this one I like. Yes. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Lindsay's good at give, giving feedback during classes. Yeah. So and, and like, so more of that then? Okay. We'll do more. <laughs> so there's been a couple instructors that we've then made friends with. You are one of them. Mm -hmm. And we we have other connections that we then later found out about. Right. Different things, you know, church and friends and and different things like that. And uh but but mainly like we we went to dinner at Jakers yep. as a, a double date, not like you and I, not you and I. Your husband was there, my wife was there. We went to Jakers, and so so yeah, I would consider us friends. Absolutely, You're definitely friends with my wife. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, we. I just know that now you're. I don't want to. I don't. You know, this is way too long of an introduction. But I don't. I also don't want to. I'd rather you kind of say like what's happened since we've mm -hmm. known you, because now you have a different title mm -hmm. at the peak. You so the peak is the, the biggest gym here in Great Falls. There's two. There's the main peak and then the peak West Bank, West Bank Landing. If I understand right, there's two different owners. 
Nope. So it's the same owners. We have um, a general manager who's over all peak brands, and then we have a specific West Bank um, general manager who is okay. kind of in there too. Okay. Okay. And your your job was when when you met my wife was group fitness instructor and personal trainer and personal trainer. And you personally mm. trained my wife. I did. I did train her for a little bit. Yeah. She really enjoyed that. That's good. And that that's just like one-on-one personal, you know, they, they do body mass index and oh yeah, bro. all you know, of, all know, of that stuff. You have to tell me, I mean, I know how I, uh, earlier on the last time we were recording, I don't know when we're, people are going to hear it, but <laughs> <laughs> when we were in the, the hot hive, that's the next podcast coming out. So in the you're going to hear about this later, but I am, I'm not in the best shape now, but I used to be a personal trainer myself. Hmm. Yeah, I got hmm. the, I remember getting the certification with the longest acronym. So it wasn't the ACE or whatever uh, <laughs> certification uh, to be a personal trainer person. Took me three whole days, uh, but I passed most of the tests. And most. Then I got a job just kind of selling the memberships at a Bally Total Fitness. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my knowledge is deep here. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I can tread water with you guys. And, and then, so now now what is your job title? Um, now I am the group fitness director at the Peak in Great Falls. What does that mean? I am in charge of all of the group fitness um, at the main location. And then, so scheduling classes, um, hiring instructors, uh, upskilling instructors that we currently have, but also growing the department and bringing more people into the peak and getting them connected with fitness. That's on a broad level. And talk more about like why I love group fitness and what I see my job as, but on the paper, that's what my job is. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's different from what you're doing before because now you're like, you're like the head honcho. Yes. When it comes when it comes to group when it comes to group fitness, I'm the one making all the decisions. Yeah, and you're the one that the instructors get mad at if you schedule them for a weird time or something. Yeah, or that members complain to. I'm the complaints department (laughs) for group fitness, so that's a big part of my job is handling member complaints. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we'll we'll get into that more. Mm -hmm. But uh, you've listened to a few podcasts, and I wanted to make sure that Joe and I did a shout out in this podcast to Isaiah. Isaiah, shout out! Woo woo! What's up, my friend? Yeah, he just um, <laughs> sits there and listens in the car, and he enjoys the podcast. He, he thinks it's the best thing ever. He calls it the funny podcast. Mm. He asks for it, so we appreciate. I you. think he likes the sound effects. Ooh, that's his. Well, this one's for you, my friend. Yeah, you're gonna make us whole day. How's that feel? Does that yeah. feel good? Because yeah. it should. It should feel good. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good. Makes me want to laugh all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one is just psychotic it's crazy i want to get a little more volume on that i don't know but having having listened before you know that we whenever we have guests on here we like to ask them 10 questions yep and we need to do our 10 questions but right before we we hit record we were trying to rearrange things on the the mixing board the roadcaster pro we have here <sighs> And Joe's like, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. We'll just fix it next time. And I'm like, no, no, we're going to get this done. And in my rush, I deleted the, 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 the music that we had pre-recorded when we were getting after it and trying to be professional. I, I don't know where it went. For the speed, the speed round intro. For the speed round so, 10 question intro. But no fear. So you're going to do this one off the cuff. Yeah. 
for I am trained in the extemporaneous arts. I'm just like, with the words today. Give me a- <laughs> yeah, that was good. You used a word in the next podcast, mm. um, catapulposis. Caco- cacophonous? Cacophonous. I don't even know if I used it right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, now, now, now when I'm saying this word, I feel like I said a different word I earlier. Think, I think cacophonous is what you do when we hit record. I'm very, I get very cacophony. <laughs> <You> get ca- <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Ten <clears throat> questions. Ten questions. What, do we have? A, do we have them queued up on the the sheet over we here? We do. Okay. We do. And yeah, welcome to the thing formerly known as the speed round. No longer the speed round. We're just going to ask you ten fun questions. You can take as long as you want. Oh yeah. That wasn't pre-recorded. That was good. Thank you. You can attest. Like, that was, <laughs> that was live. Like, that was live. That, that was, was live. amazing. <laughs> thank you. You know what? You know what, Joe? You get a raise. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you. I'm going to give myself a harp on that one. Whoop. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to take back my harp and give myself another one. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Let that just pour over me. <laughs> All right. All right. Katie, here we go. Question number one. You've got to go outside. Uh, maybe to get the to get the mail, get the garbage, you know, mm-hmm. and you're gonna bring it. But you've been inside, and I have to go outside. Do you go barefoot? Do you wear sandals, flip flops, or are you the squish the heel down on the shoe kind of gal? Uh, usually barefoot, unless it's Montana and it's snowy. Then I usually just take my husband's shoes. Mm. I don't have to smush the heel down and yeah you're just right in there mm. put them on and then we're, i don't have to do anything wearing the clown shoes out there Good yeah. Idea. yeah yeah i don't yeah, know yeah. that he knows that so hopefully he doesn't listen <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully he doesn't yeah we're just hoping that he doesn't listen yep. austin um you're not listening <laughs> if you do sorry <laughs> you didn't you didn't hear that <laughs> that's that's why your shoes have been in weird places that would be why only when it's snowing though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep all right question two joe there's a private jet outside. It is fueled up and ready to go, waiting to take you to any place you want to have the dinner of your choice. Where is that place and what is that meal? I would go to Italy and have carbonara. Mm-hmm. But if I could pick like a place and have a meal somewhere else, like... You want to like grab the meal from the place and then go eat it at another yeah. place. Which this is, is your great. jet. You can we'll do what you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would get like a steak from here in Great Falls somewhere. Like yeah. a good ribeye. And I'd uh-huh. fly to Alaska and eat it on like some mountaintop Ooh. in Alaska. Beef and bone. Get a steak from beef and bone. Yeah. Get that little sauce on the side. Maybe that pan sauce they do out there. Would, would you go to the Brooks Range? <laughs> Is that in Alaska? That was funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what range I'd go to. I'd just go somewhere and sit on a mountain. Mm-hmm. It's like the only range I know. I was so proud of myself to say that. Oh, is it good. in Alaska? It is in Alaska. That's good. That's yeah, good. The Brooks Range is in Alaska. I don't know any there, so you're... There you go. Okay, so you would go to the Brooks Range? Yeah. There we go. And eat a steak, mm-hmm. a grass-fed steak from Montana. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good answer. That is a good answer. I like it. I do like also the Italy. What is, uh, I'm sorry, I know it's good, but what's carbon, carbonara? Carbonara. It's carbonara. like egg pasta, which sounds gross, mm-hmm. but it's like egg and pancetta 
and garlic. Which is like bacon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But it's not smoked. Ooh, okay. So, and then it has like this egg cheese sauce on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yep. taste like egg. That's what I, that's what I thought it was mm-hmm. when my aunt and uncle came back from Italy. They had a foreign exchange student and then a couple years later went and visited mm-hmm. that student's family. They came home and that's what they made. And it was super fly. It's so good. It's my favorite. Like <laughs> that pasta slapped. Like between you. that and steak, those are my favorite meals. Yep, I like it. I like mm. it. Okay, question three. Question three. Steak and bacon flavored pasta. <laughs> Sorry, it's yeah, good. It's good. Uh, question three is: We don't know what the scenario is, but you have to watch an animated, either you know, show or movie, you know, something. Mm-hmm. You have to do it, but if you do have a choice between anime, an adult cartoon, like Family Guy, um, Archer, you know, something like that, or Disney-esque. So it could be like Pixar or something like that, mm-hmm. but like a kid's cartoon. Disney. Easy. Disney. Okay. So oh, Disney. It's, it's that easy. Yeah, I don't want to watch anime or Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it's that easy, what Disney movie came to mind? Cars. Bam. Boom. It's that my favorite fast. movie. Did you watch like all of the sequels as well? Yes. Did you enjoy all of them? No. Mm-hmm. Which one was the worst? Two. <laughs> These are fast. Is that the one where they're like out in the ga- in that in the desert in the gas and he gets there's like yeah, a that's, gas that's station? One. That's one. Okay. And okay. then two, he goes to Japan and they race around the world. Oh yeah. Ugh. And then three is like <laughs> his like story of his life. He crashes <laughs> and then he like finds himself again. Okay. <laughs> I think he finds himself again in all of them. He He's lost frequently. Everyone yeah. everyone yeah. finds themselves in a Disney movie. <laughs> Just need to get him a... GPS? GPS. Yeah. yeah. That's right there. The story writes itself. <laughs> There's yeah. a huge plot hole, Disney. <laughs> There's big plot holes in that movie. Yeah. We just ignore them. It's Is talking it? cars. I think we can allow for some plot holes. The songs are real good. Did you say potholes? Oh... <laughs> Wow. Or was it plot holes? It's it, potholes is fantastic. Whoa. Watch yeah, out. <laughs> that's fantastic. I didn't say that, but I wish I had. Okay. Mm. I wish I had. Dang yeah. it. It's going in the bank for later. Yeah. We'll be at some fancy party and he'll pull that one out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about cars at a fancy party? <laughs> I mean, that's all people talk about at these fancy parties. The guys are talking about football and cars and then maybe cars. The movie comes up. Yep. A, a natural it's lightning like a, mcqueen it's like a you nascar lightning, lightning mcqueen deal horsepower <laughs> and all that stuff comes up i don't know you got to go to more fancy parties i guess it's I, just i will do that <laughs> all right joe question four buddy you don't have to go to any more fancy <laughs> okay you get to have any any pet you want in the whole wide world and it can be crazy and we will train it for you and it will be like It'll even be like your helper. I mean, you can have an eagle that will that be so nice and get your paper for you. So, I mean, just sky's the limit. What kind of pet would you get? Grizzly bear. Whoa. And grizzly bear's a good answer. Would you try to ride this grizzly bear or do you try to treat it like a, an equal? I'd treat it like my dog. Like, I'd mm. like pet it and hug it. Okay. Just one of the dogs. Like, hang out with it. Uh-huh. Give it like, like a... Watch movies with it. Uh, okay. Do you have dogs now? I have a dog, yeah. Okay. So um, what are your, what's your dog's name? Gwen. Gwen. And what would you name the grizzly? So it'd be Gwen and... 
Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because it's then there's gonna have to Gwen be a Disney and Glenn. movie. Gwen and Glenn falling in love together in Great Falls with their mom, um, <laughs> Mrs. Brooks. There we go. That's the starting of a Disney song. There you go. Yeah. That's how they start, you guys. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. Maybe. <laughs> just from I think all Disney movies the music is written first and then the story comes around it oh yep yeah. and so you did just start a Disney movie I kind of want to see it what's the um, type of dog do you have what's the breed she's a Wheaton okay so oh, she wait, a Wheaton a Wheaton Terrier yeah that so sounds when, like a, a, I don't know like a a, a brewery beer like, I'd, like, I'd, like the, I'd like I a Wheaton, a Wheaton? please but what is a Wheaton? Do you want an orange in that? So everyone thinks she looks like a golden doodle, but she's not a doodle. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, a, I don't know, she's like a big Westie, but not that big. She's like a 30 pound Westie. A medium sized Westie doodle. Yeah. Okay. She's like yellow colored. So I can, now I'm picturing so, that with a big grizzly. So the reason we got a Wheaton is because my husband didn't want a golden, golden doodle. He's like, <laughs> we're not getting a doodle. Everyone has a doodle. So we got so this dog, trendy. and everyone thinks she's a doodle. We like went out of our way to get not a doodle. Oh man! Well, we know. But you got a doodle. Oh, we, yeah, we know it's not a doodle. So. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, Austin. Sorry, oh, Austin. That's, that's twice now. Mm, yeah. That's smart. Wow! 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 Okay, if you're willing to share, do you have any phobias? I have. This is a crazy phobia. I'm really scared of um, the grates on the ground, like where you would step storm drain grates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just terrified of like them. Like the large ones? You don't want to walk over yeah. them? Whoa. I don't know why. I've always been scared of them. It's Is not it like, like, it's not an it thing. Okay, okay I was going to ask because no. I haven't actually seen the movie It, but I know that it has to do with storm drains mm-hmm. and yeah. like balloons or something in a clown. It's just maybe so, all things are gross down there. I don't know. I just, I think it goes back to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like something lives down there. And if I walk over it, I'm mm-hmm. going to, and I'm also terrified of dropping something down there. Yeah. And then angering something because you hit right. it in the head. Like, what? You just dropped something on me. And now it's like going to follow yeah. you through the storm drains back to your house. For sure. Now do, I'm do, kind of afraid of that now, too. <laughs> there's some people that have a phobia, a phobia of like alligators coming up, little small alligators coming up the toilet because alligators down south they live in sewage Mm -hmm. is that does that relate it at all uh i mean not really i don't know it's It's there was one that we had to walk by by my parents house and i remember always being scared of it It it's like on the corner there Mm -hmm. and i don't know what i thought was gonna happen just never walk on them was and was that in montana yeah okay because down south i lived in aiken south carolina when i was younger um, second grade through like seventh grade or something. But it, when it rains there, it just like the roads just fill up with water. So they have huge like sewer drain mm-hmm. areas that are just massive. And it used to be because they were just all over the road. That's where we'd play like games. You know, that was like the spot when you were playing tag, you had to get back to that. But like things fell down there all the time and we'd lift up the lid and we'd go down there and they are scary. It's definitely scary. I, I think it's a rational. I think it's a rational phobia. I would never go down there. Mm-hmm. Right? No, no, because you. Yeah, you have it's the like phobia. Scary. Yeah. Yep. No, no, I think it. I think it's rational. Okay, that's a good answer. 
It is. Mm-hmm. Question six. I'm kind of afraid of them now, too. No. Every Sorry. time we talk about it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, every time that. we bring up a phobia, I'm like, I think I want that one. Yeah. That That's a be. phobia I should have. That feels nice. That feels, <laughs> that feels right. It feels like I should be afraid of that, you know? <laughs> okay. I don't mean to alarm you, but your house is on fire. And you only have time to get three things out. But the good news is, is everyone living is out and safe. No problems. Even your doodle. Even the doodle, the non, the pseudo doodle, the faux doodle. That, that's just a good boy. She's a girl. It's just a good girl. Um, what three things do you take? Do you save? Hmm. I would save. Um, I have my grandma's wedding ring. I don't know. Like. In the moment, you're not thinking, like, what am I going to save? Like, I'm going to just get out of my house. Mm-hmm. But if I thought about it, mm-hmm. I would save my grandma's wedding ring. Um, probably my grandpa's watch. And then I have a box that's from um, that has stuff from my other grandpa. So it would probably be those things that you just can't replace. Now I'm going to cry, guys. Irreplaceable heirlooms. Yes, Don't that's cry. what I would do. But if you do want to cry, it's fine. It's no judgment. It's, it's hard for crying to come across on the podcast because yeah. I can't hear your tears. We won't oh, describe not, it. We'll I'm just not. see them. Yeah, we won't describe it. You'll them, take though. it in the cover art. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think that's I would just grab that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. you can't replace. And what kind of what kind of a watch is it? Is it a pocket watch or a wrist so, watch? It's just a wrist wrist watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he we used to sit with him in church, and he would um, look over to me in church and like blink his watch twice. Mm-hmm. And um, so when he passed, I got his watch because he would always, and it annoyed my grandma. Uh-huh. Ah, so nice. I already like your grandpa. Yes, he. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You're laughing, not crying. Yeah. I think that uh, yeah. should be said. It's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. that touching. Right, right. No, I was just thinking that well, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like we, we went she to hates a... it when I do this. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's what he did. You know, and they were married <laughs> 51 years before he passed, but mm-hmm. we'd sit like all the way across the church. And so my whole life, he, as long as I can remember, he would do it. And he had this watch that lit up and he'd reach over and <laughs> blink it, blink at, it at me. <clears throat> yeah. It was kind of our thing. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Speaking of grandparents, when I was younger, my grandpa would always play like 40s or 50s music in the car. And so a lot of that older music that would be outside of like my, you know, when I was alive, I've got that in my head. And I I know a lot of those songs when they come up. And then when I was running around with my mom, before she passed away, it was country music, you know, Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn, Reba McIntyre, those ones, those old school ones. Uh, what kind of music did you listen to riding around with, you know, parents or grandparents and how did that influence your music choices now? Oh, interesting question. Um, we listened to a lot of like contemporary Christian music when I was a kid, like the, you know, there's the now CDs that are like, mm-hmm. the, oh, yeah. now that's what I now call that's Christian. And then there's like the wow. Oh, wow. Wow. So we had those, um, my mom and I, Got a Mark Schultz CD. She got a Mark Schultz CD when I was in middle school. And um, that's like the song that we listened to a lot, uh, my mom and I. And then um, I don't think, yeah, that's a lot of what we listened to is like that contemporary Christian. And 
um, Mark Schultz is what my mom and I listen to. I don't know how it's influenced my music choices now. Do you know that Mark Schultz was in this building? Really? Yep. That's yep. awesome. Right after I became a youth pastor, we brought Mark Schultz here. When was that? Oh my goodness. It would have been 2011 or 12. Oh, wow. I had no idea he was even in Great Falls then. My mom right. met him um, at a conference in Florida. Yeah. And she like went up to him at the breakfast table and she's like, hey, you know, this is weird, but you sing my daughter and I song. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, what song is it? And she's like running just to catch myself. It's like his joke song. Mm -hmm. And that's my mom and I's song though. And we still like, she'll send it to me sometimes. We still listen to it. But um, yeah, I don't know how it's influenced my music choice today. I think part of that is just with my job. I listen to a lot of music for my job. Right. And it's not, there's not a ton of Christian music that you can play for group. Right. Group fitness. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And also, so you're, you're listening to some. Well, with my one certifications, I'm mostly listening to what they send me. Yeah. Mm. And then my kids and I listen to a lot of worship music together. Okay. Which is, I would say different than contemporary Christian. Mm hmm. Yep. Most definitely. All right. I like it. Cool. Question eight. Are we on eight already? Um, yep. All right. How did you eat growing up? What, what, what sort of, <laughs> what sort of things did you? Well, we used forks and knives yeah. and plates. What sort of, <laughs> what sort of things did yeah, I eat? Was it like home cooked meals or was it more fast food <laughs> or was it oh. strictly, um, I don't know, Chinese food or all the time? I don't know. So, um, I ate a lot of fast food. Uh -huh. My parents actually own a fast food restaurant. Ooh. So that we call that home cooked food because we'd go there and eat. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. So it's kind of both. Uh -huh. um, yeah, we ate a lot. We ate a lot of fast food when I was a kid. But my mom um, was pretty good about cooking dinner too. And what, what kind of food would your mom cook? My mom makes... Uh, so my dad likes meat and bread and gravy. Those are his food groups. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That makes up the whole pyramid. Yeah. Right. Meat, there. bread and gravy. So yeah. we had a lot of um, meals based around protein. So like mm -hmm. roast, turkey, um, chicken, stuff like that. Gotcha. Whoa. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Fast food and meat and gravy. And baby. Yeah. I, I, I worked at Burger King in high school and the family that owned the, the Burger King in Bozeman, Belgrade, that area. Every Sunday, the whole family would come in, and they—that was like their Sunday meal—was right there in Burger King. And I, we we always thought that they were testing like how well we made the sandwiches and how mm -hmm. well how clean everything was. So I'm sure that was part of it. But they just—I mean—they just actually enjoyed eating the food and and being in their their restaurant. Mm -hmm. They they really did. Yeah, I had the same experience when I worked at uh, as a Ronald Ranger for McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You know that family. Ronald was... Ranger. Oh yeah. I've never heard that term before. Oh yeah. Are you familiar with the um, the playgrounds? Yes. Okay. So, in Boulder City, Nevada, um, I was tasked because I was too young to do anything else legally. I think I was mm -hmm. fourteen or fifteen or whatever the not legal age to work around the fryers is. And it was my job to make sure that the kids were. Um, not wearing their shoes, but also not going barefoot. So I had to make sure everyone was wearing socks and just being safe in the play area. 
So I did not know that was a job there. I think I'm, he just made it up. I'm going to have to research that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. He called me a Ronald Ranger. I think I even had a badge if I, I could be Did you give out up. cookies in the Playland? Um, I probably. I mean, they had I like the remember. little cookie packs that mm-hmm. you, like pre-COVID, where you got the little Ronald McDonald and Grimace cookies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I could have because it was way long ago. Back Did you in. run birthday parties? Um... No, the Ronald cakes. I don't think I did. No, I don't remember doing any of that. I just oh. remember being like always telling kids that they had to put socks on, even though we're in the desert and no one even owns socks. <laughs> Everyone's wearing sandals. It's a hundred thousand degrees every day. <clears throat> so yes, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if the job exists. You know, but yeah, I, they they probably just made it somewhat special, special for Joe. Someone made me do something. And called me a name is what I know. Yeah. <laughs> do they pay you? I was going to say, I you was, did get paid, right? I did get paid, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So yeah. it, was, it was at least halfway decently legit. It wasn't slavery or anything like yeah. that. I mean, or indentured servitude. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Question nine. Uh, Katie, what did you want to be when you grew up? It changed so much. Um, when I was like seven, I wanted to be an artist. Mm. And my parents gently told me, you're not very artistic. Oh, ouch. And they don't make a lot of money. Bam. Right. Um, right. Most parents, that's where they lean is, okay, yeah. I'm not going to have you listen, living in the basement the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be, uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be an engineer. I was going to go to um, college and be an engineer. And then I, my senior year of high school, I was a kindergarten aide at Foothills. And I decided I was going to be a teacher. And so then I went to college for uh, teaching for a little bit and then changed directions and went with um, health. Mm. All right. Uh, And for those of us that are listening outside the Great Fall area, Foothills is the Christian Christian school here in in town. Neat. Okay. I like it. A lot Um, lot of us do that bouncing around thing, figuring out what we're going to do, and then finally going, oh, this is nice. I think I'll stick so artistic teaching and now you teach people how to how to do fitness yep Mm -hmm. so i kind of i think through music i kind of like that and i mean i think there's like you always have talents and giftings and it's just finding out like what where your talents and giftings match your um passion Mm -hmm. and i think if you can find that sweet spot it's really cool Mm. agreed yeah oh i like that yeah me too I'm going to steal that. That's mine now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question 10, Joe. You've had just, just a crazy hard week. You've, you actually had to cover for people and teach their classes when you didn't have anything left, but you did it. Finally, you get home. You're by yourself or amongst friends, whatever your thing is. And you get the thing that is your guilty pleasure and you reward yourself for all this great work you did. What is the thing that you that you get that you have? Like I, that I you, deserve that this. You do maybe or <laughs> is it yard work or? It's not yard work. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know that I have anything that I'm like. Oh, I just really like deserve this. Like I mm-hmm. don't. It's not how my brain works. Um, Look but deep if I, within your soul. If I teach a bunch of classes and I've had a hard week. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I eat a box of good and plenties. 
It's like my favorite thing to eat. Yes, good and plenties. Um, oh yes, black licorice. Yep, and I think coating. I like them because like none of my family likes them. They won't touch them, will they? And no, I would be a member of your family. Yeah, Blech. Brian would be like, what so are, good. Why do they're those they're like pink and white yep. pills, right? Yep. Ugh, they're so good. They're great. I like them. No, I, but like sit at home by myself mm-hmm. and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And eat my good and plenties. Uh huh. And is this a movie you already saw? Do you watch a rerun? You just Absolutely. go straight to the good stuff. I don't like mm-hmm. if you watch something you've already seen, you don't have to think. Right. If you watch a new movie, you got to figure out what's going on. Who's this guy? And I can't watch a new movie by myself because I got to have someone to ask questions to. Oh, I also wouldn't want to watch a movie with you. Wow. Okay. My- <laughs> We're learning a lot here. <laughs> You and my husband have that in common. It's yeah, like, yeah. You stop asking me. I haven't seen it either. Ah. Yeah. Like it's discussion. the same thing I tell my wife. I'm like, I've watched. We're watching the same movie. We like, <laughs> like, why are you asking me? How would I know? <laughs> what are you doing? And then, and then I would smack the good and plenties out of her hand. Get out of here. Those are disgusting. <laughs> Black licorice is my. It's the worst. Is that your phobia? It, it could be my phobia. You're almost, you you dislike it so much, you're almost allergic to it. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. it makes you break out in bad emotions. I'm sweating right now just <laughs> thinking about sweating. maybe having to be in the same room as them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know what to get you for a gag gift then. You look be like really gag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. So All right. Good. So you're, you've got the dad jokes down. It's my favorite. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm really enjoying this. The plot holes being potholes because it's in the movie Cars. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Not many people do. Well, we're lovers of the dad jokes. I mean, but yeah. we we know we can sense when we're in the presence of someone who's like a step above uh, yeah, almost. Like, yeah. ooh, that's cerebral right there. Yeah. And I love yeah, you're just keeping up. You're paying attention. You gotta you, to get the dad jokes out, you've gotta be thinking. Yeah. You got to be in the conversation. I'm usually waiting in the it. wings with one, like, oh, I hope this one comes up again. I'll, I'll have this <laughs> oh, I hope they joke. talk about tying shoes because I've got one for I've that. Got a, I'm just waiting. I've got a singer. I've got a singer for these two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you are on the Get After It podcast. And we've actually, for a while now, we've been trying to schedule it, work it out. And uh, I've been having my, my wife get a hold of you. And that was like, weird the way all that was working i was finally like you know just like joe's our scheduler he's the dude he's getting Mm -hmm. this done and so if we have jobs we're both the silly dad joke guy yeah i make the the album art and upload the episodes he schedules them and that's that's kind of how it how it goes and then together Mm -hmm. we kind of do everything else and so you guys then had i've worked this schedule and we've got it Mm -hmm. we're here we're finally here and you've been thinking about what like what do i get after Right? Is that has that been a thought? Like, why do they even want to talk to me? Yeah. What's that? What's that? Um, Lindsay just told me that you want to talk to me about what I do, what I enjoy, and so I can talk um, about my passions mm-hmm. pretty much all day. So it's not something. I'm generally a very anxious person, person, but honestly, like this doesn't cause me anxiety. Like I'm gonna go talk about what I love. Oh yeah. And what I do. Mm-hmm. And I talk about it all day. So, so you're married. We've mm-hmm. talked about Austin and had to apologize twice now. And you have kids. Mm-hmm. How many? I have two. I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. One of them is one of our biggest fans. Yes, that's, that's Isaiah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you... 
<laughs> Shout out Isaiah Some again. Mini harp. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah, every time you hear the harp, just know it's for you. Yeah. Every time. Oh, mm-hmm. man. We're going to have to give Leah something because she's going to feel left out. Oh, uh, well, well the, the laugh would be too creepy. <clears throat> no, don't care. Okay, wait. Go, let's, go, let's go over here. Mm-hmm. She also loves dad jokes, so maybe that can... What about this one? What is this one? That's appropriate. Oh, that just lingers, doesn't it? That's a cliffhanger. Yeah, that just lingers in. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I kind of want to like say something, pause, and then hit it. <laughs> yeah. And then the killer I found right in my bathroom. And then I... long i should have taken a picture of your face then i called the police and ran out of there and peed a little okay <laughs> all right okay and it's just you have the the one faux doodle we have mm-hmm. yep we have gwen our okay. dog all right and and how long have you guys been married uh it'll be 10 years on thursday Ooh, mm-hmm. wait anniversary coming up yep couple Ooh. days yep. nice wait and it's a big one oh yep Turning it into the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's anything, exciting. Anything, That's good. Spe- anything special planned? Or? Well, we were supposed to go on a hike this weekend, um, but it's going to rain and there's fire restrictions. So oh, yeah. those two things together don't make me really want to go camping. You can't start a fire and you might get wet. Well, so if you get wet, <laughs> yeah. then you can't dry off or warm up in the fire. Right. So I don't know. We, I think we're still going to go on a hike, mm-hmm. but, but just probably like a day, a day not trip. stay the night. Where would you go? Uh, overnight. Either one. Oh, Either so one. we're looking at going to like, I think it's called Otzi Lake. I don't know. It's up by Ovando. Planning okay. on not getting eaten by a bear. Okay. That's also part of the Good plan. Good plan. Good plan. And then if we don't go there, we're going to go to Hanging Valley by Helena. Hanging Valley. I haven't heard of that. It's like a 10 mile. You go and then... I don't know. It's supposed to be really pretty. I wanted to do it for a long time. It just hasn't happened. So All right. I'm going to do that one. And so one of your passions then is getting outside. Yeah, that's kind of uh, one that's developed in the past year. So I've really enjoyed um, being outside of Montana. It's kind mm-hmm. of, I we were talking this weekend, I told my husband, the Rocky Mountain Front is probably my favorite place in the whole world. Like, it's so cool that we get to have it just like, you kind of take it for granted growing up here. You do. Absolutely. And then you drive somewhere else or somewhere else, and you're like, man, where are the mountains? Yep. You're just looking at corn. Like everywhere yeah. else, you're looking at corn or pine trees. Flatland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not nearly as pretty. Yeah. And and what about hiking do you think really attracts you to it? I think I like it because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the challenge of a long hike. And then I like that you can... Um, you're moving your body. Um, for me, that's something that I love the feeling of like a good workout. Um, I like that. And then I like that it's accomplished. So if you do it, it's a task that can't be undone. I don't mm-hmm. like tasks that like laundry, right? You do your laundry <laughs> and then you have kids and they, everyone's like, we're not nudists. We have to wear clothes every day. So laundry is not a task that stays done. So I like to do things that when they're accomplished, they're done. And I think that's why I like hiking because you're going to, yeah, I did that hike. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, can never be undone. It'll stay done. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Cool. And and so that ties into, I mean, definitely ties into fitness mm-hmm. and being the director of group fitness. Is mm-hmm. that is that correct? That's yeah, the title? group fitness director. Group fitness director. Hiking hiking ties into that, but why why did you even like become a trainer? Like, oh, that story is like long. I mean, not super long. So in college, um, I decided to change my major to health because I really loved health. Um, I loved all my health classes, love the human body. I think it's really interesting. I love um, learning about movement and the science behind it. And so I changed my major and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And I, um, we got married and I knew I wanted to have kids and be a mom. And so I'm like, well, I'll just finish out with health and then never use it. But I promised my parents I'd get a college degree. So um, we get married. My senior year, I was pregnant with Leah. And I had her. Um, I did some, like, account management stuff for my in-laws for a little bit. And then I stayed home and had my son. Um, they are like, just about two years apart. And then after my son, I got super depressed. And um, that was kind of like a journey through all of that. And Austin, my husband, said, here's the deal. Like, you have to get help because this isn't healthy. Like, what you're doing right now, like crying all day long because I didn't take out the trash, it's not healthy. (laughs) Right. And so I was really nervous about reaching out for help. So I said, okay, well, I know that exercise will help. So um, I'm going to go join a gym. And he's like, all right, well, you have two weeks. And if we're not seeing any improvement in two weeks, then um, we're going to like do something else. Like you, we got to get you help. And so I joined a gym, kind of found group fitness again. I had done some group fitness in college and I had like been on a weight loss journey um, like with kids, you know, like lose weight and then gain weight. And I'd done that a bunch of times, but not a bunch of times, I guess like three times. Anyways, so then um, I found group fitness and that's what kind of kept me coming back to the gym. And then a couple years later, uh, one of my friends was like, hey, you should be an instructor. And I was like, okay, I had thought about it. So I got certified to teach a class and um, it's just been a journey since then. And I am able to use my degree and all of the lessons I learned from my personal health and fitness and weight loss journey. But, um, that's what kind of brought me to group fitness. And then once I became an instructor, I realized that I can do hard things. And that's why I really like loved about group fitness because now I can show other people like, Hey, this is hard, Mm -hmm. but you can do it. And I think once you figure out that you can accomplish hard things, that's really empowering. So that's my, I don't know. I kind of like, don't know where to take this. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. You don't, you don't have, we're, we're here as your guides. Yeah. So you don't just have to, you don't have to have to like, you know, fill this, this whole space. That was really good. And Oh, go right ahead. Yeah. I've got a question um, about that. So when you say group fitness, mm-hmm. um, what what types of classes? Do you mean just like any class that's in a group or do you have like certain yeah. types that you're talking about and that so, you're, um, you, you're certified in? So I'm certified um, to teach general overall group fitness. So that would be any um, class. I'm also certified to teach specific formats. So I teach like a kickboxing class. Okay. I teach a group strength class. 
Um, I'm certified to teach cycle and I'm also certified to teach seniors. So I have a wide variety of certifications. But when I say group fitness, um, anything in a group where the instructor mm-hmm. is leading the group, okay, um, doing the workout with them more than giving one-on-one personal attention. Okay. So it's um, just a group kind of calisthenics, you know, doing movements with uh, the instructor, yep. but maybe not. Uh, but that can also include the Tybo and the... Yep. Uh, the very specific brand name yeah, ones. Yeah, so Tybo would be like a licensed program mm-hmm. or like okay. a specific format. And maybe you could you could teach something with kicking in it, but maybe you're not certified in maybe that brand, and you don't. Yep. Okay, cool. I was just trying to get an idea of what. Exactly and and if and so if I'm here. is it, is it Les Mills? So I'm certified in Les Mills, and then I also have other certifications. And you found that. Um, and that's kind of really interesting. Like you were really depressed. Um, it sounded like what do you call it? Postpartum mm-hmm. Post- suffering from postpartum and your husband's like, this won't do. Um, this is not that we can't sustain this. And then we're like, maybe group fitness. Cause you, you remembered liking it in college or you were still in college. You said you're senior I was year. graduated and had a couple of kids by then. Okay. It was a long story. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And so then you're thinking, I remember really, really liking that. And maybe that maybe it improved your mood and helped mm-hmm. your stress level. And so you tried it again and you found in that two weeks, you were like, this is it. I just, I'm, I'm loving so, it again. Or did you find like incremental? I think little... it was like increments, right? Like mm-hmm. there was like little changes. I'm like, all right, I can do this. And then just group fitness kept me coming back mm-hmm. where sometimes it's easy to um, not get connected. Was it like the people in the class or the yeah, instructor so or it's, both? It's all of it. I oh. think the, um, a good group fitness class connects you with other people in the gym. It connects you with the instructor. It makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger. Um, generally when I'm talking to people trying to get them into group fitness, I compare it to like a team sport. Like if you like team Mm. sports, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to like group fitness. And it, and there's a level of accountability too. Mm -hmm. When you start going to like the same class, those people notice when you're missing, right. you might get a text message or anything like that. And if you're just going to the gym by yourself, which I did for a year, it, you have to keep yourself accountable. And it, it's not that it's impossible. It's just more difficult. And that's where like the relational aspect comes in because if in, in a good way, there's the accountability because it's like, Hey, I missed you. Like, are you okay? And you have people hmm. that are fighting for you and they want you to succeed too. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's, we're, we're made for community. Like literally, mm-hmm. we're made for relationship and community. And I like that you said positive encouragement too, mm-hmm. because it's not like you need to be at the gym. You know, there's, no, there's nobody yeah. really doing that. But it's like, yeah, you, you make yeah. the, you make the class better. We want to see you do a good job. Yeah. And and people get there. And it's kind of like, uh, he he just tried the gym. I'm going to Volta just recently, and it's it's kind of set up similar <laughs> to that, right? That it's kind of a group setting that you're doing the workouts and. I was very closed down to what my wife loves group fitness, mm-hmm. loves group fitness. We'll do nothing else. Like group fitness is it. <laughs> and, and I'm just, the only one I ever tried was body flow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, it's like yoga. You know, yeah. it's, it's stretching. Yoga, Tai Chi, Pilates. Yep. Yep. Oh. And, and it's great because I was stretching muscles. I, I knew I had them. <clears throat> um never knew that i needed to yeah and so it definitely helped my flexibility and for that class i think the attendance was a little lower so it didn't feel like 
like a group fitness. Mm-hmm. It just felt like like a small little intimate group fitness, if that's a, if that's a way to say it. But I've also in my past I've done uh, cycling or spinning, spinning mm-hmm. as you would call it, and I've done that before. That one creeped me out the first time I did it. Um, I can't remember what the gym was that I did it at, but just a buddy is just like, hey, I don't think he told me I was getting fat, but in the nicest way, right? Like, you should come to spinning with me, mm. <laughs> you know? And so I did, but like all the lights were off and then it turned like slowly into like this disco music. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was almost scary because I'm also like this fat sweaty guy on a bike that's uncomfortable sweat. and, and like kind of a little freaked out first thing in the morning, not used to waking up. It was, it was, a, it was a little much for me. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say start out with the morning cycling class, but there's definitely, there's, there's an aspect to it that I really like. And, my, and like I said, my wife loves it. It is, it is everything. She schedules her whole day around mm-hmm. making sure she can get to classes with, she mm. tried different instructors, but she has, you know, some favorite ones that she goes to see and more though, the, the typical, not the typical, the, the specific workouts, mm-hmm. uh, body combat, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the other names that she really likes. Body combat's definitely one of them. Yeah. Body mm-hmm. combat's her favorite. Yeah. And what, what is body combat? Body combat's uh, high intensity kickboxing set to music. Ah, so you get to kick it. You get a kick, <laughs> punch, hit, but not people. Okay. <laughs> or you can if you want. We just like gotta kick you out of class then. Yeah. What kind of high intensity music are we talking here? Is oh, it, uh... there's so much. Um, uh-huh. It really varies. Mm-hmm. So um, BPM wise, it's like 150 beats per minute mm-hmm. up from that. Um, I don't know. It's they try to do like popular music. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you any of the artists. I could tell you all the songs. I could tell you all the choreography. But um, I'm so I know the same what way. They sound like I can. I could sing along to a lot of songs. I could mm-hmm. never tell you who the artist is or what album it's on or anything. Like when people are like, "Oh, have you listened to this?" I'm like, "No." And then they play the song. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that." I know. Yeah. I know all. The I'm words. really good at like. Mm-hmm music that i've listened to that's not choreographed classes but i don't look at the class names and like oh that's a combat three or that's power training or like i know what name it where it goes in the class uh-huh. but i don't know who it is or who sings it or so i didn't oh. make this connection beforehand but joe is like music uh-huh. right? that's that's joe and then you just came out with bpms beats per minute uh-huh. and that's like rhythm and timing and all mm-hmm. of that like that's that's in joe's heart there yeah so it's my you're kind of you're kind of speaking his language now yeah i kind of wanted to um i'm gonna listen to 155 bpm just for a second. you guys keep talking i can show you some i got some right we can pull yeah. it up oh yeah i don't know well, if and you can, can even bluetooth it here and people could hear it joe if she told you which which music let or me see let me find something so a lot of ours is sped up um any of these, I don't know if you can find any of those. That's all Les Mills Body Combat songs. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Are there any of there that you recognize? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm bad with names too. I don't know. Which is weird as a musician to admit. But I mean, I just listen to the music like you guys. Come on. 
Um, so that's why we have Siri. You just be like, "Hey Siri." Yeah. Siri. Oh, be careful! What? Everybody's phone's gonna go crazy. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I turned "Hey Siri" off because <laughs> it was getting me all the time. Even when I wouldn't say "Hey Siri," you'd say something close, like "I need cereal," you know, or something. I don't <laughs> know. And it would be like, "What can I help you with?" I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just getting the milk." Like, leave me alone, Siri. We have an Alexa, mm. and that's how it is in our house. She listens really well when you're not talking to her. <laughs> when you're talking to her she doesn't she, she doesn't, doesn't pay attention at all yeah. yeah just like a kid i watched this a uh, really funny video that this wife was uh, she just bought a bluetooth speaker and she said i bought this for my husband i told him it was an alexa and so then it's her like hiding behind the counter and the husband would be like alexa can you turn it up and she'd like have to like turn the volume up and he and then later in the video he's like i've known for weeks that this wasn't an alexa and knew that his wife was like running around doing everything Okay, so we're looking at 155 beats per minute. I don't know if this one is or not. It's just an, an example that I could find. This is, ready? This is Majesty. You're right. track four. You are correct. <laughs> How did you know That's that? good. She's good. <laughs> Do you like, go like this? I don't know if to think. All right, everyone. That's probably awesome. Probably going to run into trademark issues. Yeah, there. I didn't want to get we'll, it get we'll it more get, than we'll a couple words. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> pulled for that. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll pull our episode. Yeah, so if they do, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, all right. So so you, you get into group fitness. So what we've noticed is as we've talked to people about pursuing passion and, and what, they're, what they're passionate about, many, many people have a trauma that they've overcome they've had they've, they've overcome an obstacle and pursuing this passion has been the goal at the end of it mm-hmm. and i'm kind of seeing that for you as well as you you talked about working through depression and, and going here um has, has there been anything else as far as like this you know uh fuel for the fire to, to push you to continue to to get deeper into group group fitness i think it, my fuel is um, changing lives like and I know it sounds corny because we're standing in front of a group of people kicking and hitting and um, I just like there's something about teaching a class and seeing someone light up mm-hmm. and like seeing them like realize like this was really hard but I could do it and it, when you take that sense of challenge and accomplishment you can apply that to life and it really is life-changing even if they don't become an instructor or do anything else but there's a confidence that you gain in group fitness um where there's confidence that i've gained that i've then seen other people gain and i think that to me is like what fuels my passion and what keeps me going because it's not like ultimately it's not about me in a class it's not my workout it's about challenging the people in my class to do something hard giving them the tools to accomplish that and then showing them, like, you did it. And then they can take that sense of accomplishment and apply it to other things. So I don't know if that really answers your question. No, that, that totally but. does. That totally does. I think, I think yeah. Um, you had mentioned something earlier about um, if, if you can do it, you can help other people see that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And I also went through a weight loss journey. I think we talked about this at, at one point. But, you know, um, almost 100 pounds in a year. And I didn't. I've seen people, right? Like you see the before and after pictures. You you see people, 
you know, eating better or, you know, working out or whatever on social media, you know, a lot of times we get this, this filter, but it never seems attainable. Mm -hmm. Um, it just seems like this, it, it would be nice kind of thing, right? Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. But like you said, when you walk through it, it then becomes this, this, I, I share every time I'm at the gym, I share on my social media, I want people to see that if I can do it, they can do it. Right. Because I like, it seems like such a cliche thing to say, but once you've walked through it, you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like seriously, if, if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I think, I don't know. I just have such a different, not like different. I don't want to say different view, but I just like sharing my passion with other people. Um, I just like, it's never about the weight. And that's what I've realized oh, with myself absolutely. and my yeah. clients and these people that I meet at the gym. Like it's never about the weight. They come in and they feel bad about themselves and they're down and they have zero confidence. And then they start this journey and like call it a weight loss journey. But I think it's just like learning to be happy with where you're at and like proud of what you can do. Uh. And like when you do a 55 minute class and it's hard. Like I remember the first body pump class I went to, I was like, wait, that was a warm up. Wait, we're going to do squats for six minutes. Like, <laughs> this girl's crazy. Like, who is this girl? I can never, like, I'll never be able to do this. And now I go up there and I teach it every week, two times a week. But at the same time, like it never gets easier. You're always challenged and you always come out at the other end going, that was really hard, but I did it. And I think like a weight loss journey, anything like that, when people realize like they can do it, that confidence is just, that's what it's about. Like it's about the journey. That's super cliche also. Like, oh, yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, like yeah, cliche, yeah. like mm. saying it's about the journey is so it's, cliche, but it's true. It's so true though. But you're, but you're saying that you're up there as the instructor and you're still getting a workout? Oh, absolutely. Like it, as the instructor, you can't stop and mm -hmm. it's amazing the first time i was in front of a class i literally almost threw up because i was working out so hard like you watch other people push themselves and you're also trying to push them so like you can throw a cue out and you'll watch their intensity shift up and then you match that intensity or like you'll be up there and you can see like hey we gotta like bump this up and you can push your intensity harder and then watch them build intensity and there's cool moments in classes where we're all working as hard as we can and that's what brings us together but as an instructor there's times like where i do i want to stop and i can't keep going but you can't so right, you just have right. to push through and then you look at your heart rate after class and you're like man i'm working at 97 percent of my max heart rate and i'm talking which is crazy because over 90 percent it should be hard to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what, what, what is your BPM at 90%? I don't know. Oh, okay. I have to look. I want to say like 176. I'm um, like in the red zone. I'm over yeah, 90, yeah. but I don't really look at heart rate yeah. too much. It's the only thing that my, I don't have like something that, that you oh, know, you have I just have the watch. And so it only gives me, I don't know yep. what zones I'm in. But I always look when I'm at like the peak, I'll look and see what my heart rate's at. And yeah, when I'm in the 170s, 180s, I can't talk. 
Yep. And so I, I, the only thing I can relate that to is as you're uh, in the military and you're uh, new in the military, you're listening to people. When we go on runs or marches, they keep cadence. So your left, everybody's left foot hits at the same time. And when you go on a two-mile run, there's people that are, I mean, it's essentially singing, right? <laughs> um, and when I had to do that the first time and run and keep cadence for everybody mm -hmm. oh my goodness it was it was tough and so it's that's tough. the only thing i can relate because i haven't yep. taught a class before but very similar to you you've got to be doing this hard physical activity while telling everybody else what to do and all those people you're telling what to do they can take little breaks because nobody's mm -hmm. watching them they can kind of oh, 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 okay and you know get back into it you can't you've got no. to keep going because not everybody's taking a break at the same time They've, they're watching you for what they should be doing mm -hmm. and they're just like you've already alluded to that and well even just straight up said that like they're they're matching your intensity mm -hmm. the best they can that would be cool to have somebody match your like a whole group like a whole group of people match your intensity just because you know you gave them a cue how awesome is that it's cool like you like yeah i don't know it's cool it's a really cool feeling and it's cool to watch them like when you throw out a challenge and mm -hmm. then they do it they're like mm -hmm. wow i can do this mm -hmm. it's cool that's why i love group fitness mm. that's okay. awesome okay so what 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 do you wish people knew that are scared of doing group fitness. People like myself. And me. like, no one's just, watching you. Oh. No one is watching you. That's the biggest people are like, I don't, I'm so uncoordinated. I'm like, I'm, I'm uncoordinated too. Like you don't have to be, no one's watching you. Like everyone's there for their own workout and it's, yeah, no one's watching you. That's usually what I tell people. The mm -hmm. other thing I tell people is you don't have to love everything. Like if you want to come to the gym and you want to be consistent and you want to get into group fitness, try everything. Like do Pilates, do yoga, do, we have a stand-up paddleboard class, do cycle, do combat, do pump, do it all. And then when you find something you really love, just do that. Mm -hmm. And if you do that for six months consistently and you still love it, like continue to do it. And then we can tweak it and fix, you know, like make it optimal later. But if, you just find something you love that's the best place to start and so so don't give up if you have an experience like me where you try cycling and it kind of scares you a little uh, spinning i keep calling it cycling i call it cycling too yeah. so don't worry about it <laughs> so when you you try spinning and it kind of you know it was a weird morning disco i still <laughs> did it because my friend was making me come um but if i was by myself i would that would have been the only time i would come but if you if you've ever tried a class like Maybe try a different one. Yeah. And and see if that's more up your alley. And like I said, I tried the probably the least manly class there is with body flow and I didn't feel any less manly. That's good. Yeah. I was I was doing them them poses. Yeah, man. I do yeah. I do yoga. There's nothing not manly about that. Shoot. <laughs> it used to be. You used to, you couldn't be a man. You couldn't hold oh, your yeah. man card if you were stretching. That's right. That's right. Oh, you're you stretching. You gotta call huh? it yoga. You can't just call it stretching. Yeah. You gotta call it yoga. Oh, I think that was worse I than stretching. Worse, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's hard to hang out with guys. Yeah. And if, if you were going to a yoga or hot yoga class for anything besides watching the ladies, it's not manly. Mm. Oh, uh, I just go there to watch the ladies. That brings That's what back. they would all say. And then, so then anybody that was just going to, no, I like, I like yoga. They're like, you're not a man. That's mm -hmm. how, that's how the conversation oh. would go. Okay. 
I don't think it's that way anymore. I don't think so. Thank I think I think a lot of that. Not in your classes. I don't teach yoga, but yeah. We want to laugh for that. Oh, okay. I yeah. want to laugh for that. Okay. <laughs> you find that yoga instructor and be like, none of the shenanigans in here. Men, women. I should be 50-50. Yoga instructors are all, we have some great ones at the peak right now. So I think the one that I, I always tell her, like, you correct me and make me fix all of my form while making me feel like I'm doing it right. It's like oh. such a skill. Oh, that is good. She like makes me feel like, wow, you're so good at this. While also telling me everything I'm doing is wrong. But I feel like so good about myself. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm not good at it. <laughs> if we could all learn that skill. Oh, man. How successful would we be? Ugh. Yeah, because like if you had, let's say, the intro you did for the the speed round 10 mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. If that had gone wrong, which it didn't, it went beautifully. Thank you. I think we did a good job at praising you for it. But how, like, how would we twist in, but next time, you know, or, you know, how do you, how do you put that in there? Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's yeah. Like a and really... so she, that's like, that's a skill. Yeah. That's a skill. They call it a compliment sandwich, right? Oh yeah. You're like looking at the Oreo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to put the, the bad part in the middle. Right. So we call it uh connect response or connect, um, respond, commend. Mm. So that's like would be like the group fitness mm. compliment sandwich. So we would connect. Mm -hmm. So in class, that might be like me making eye contact and then saying, lift your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just a cue that came yeah. to mind. And then once I see you like uh -huh. make the change, then I would commend you for like. Mm -hmm. So, but she, this instructor is really good at that. I don't know if that's something she's been taught, but that's how I was taught to connect, respond, commend. Man. It's, a, it's, it's hard. That reminds me of that book, um, the autobiography of a yogi. Remember that? Remember that example? Wait, the, the one with the inappropriate word? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So how does that remind you? It's just a yoga thing. It's a, he was a yogi. It's yoga. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. A, but you said that you also, uh, you also do personal training. Yes. And so what is that still? Yeah. So I'm still mm. personal training a little bit. I have a couple clients that I was able to keep um, with my new position. So that's more one-on-one -on -one, um, personal plans, helping people reach their goals. So it's a lot mm -hmm. more goal setting. Um, problem solving, mm -hmm. helping people figure out what they want and how to get it. And then technique form, stuff like that. Nice. And so by what they want, you know, you don't like making weight loss the goal, but maybe it's uh, a certain fitness, you know, do a so, mile in this time. Yeah. Or do so this the interesting thing is my clients that I work with, like my ideal client is a woman who wants to lose weight. Um, <laughs> but I don't really like making weight loss the goal. Which is interesting, right? Because I get these clients and that's what they come to me for is because they are like, hey, I want to lose weight. And that's definitely something we could work on. Mm -hmm. um, but in that, my, and I usually tell them this up front, like my goal is, yeah, like I want to help you lose weight. But I also want to help you realize that you don't have to lose weight if you don't want to. Mm. And your body is awesome just the way it is. And you are not your weight. Mm. Um so I like to help women see that they're strong and capable. And so, nice. and so it, as, as someone works with you, uh, weight loss, not the goal, but eating healthy, 
making a regular habit of, of being active mm-hmm. and working on movements, you know, yep. like, so you, you're adding strength to the core and, and, you know, getting those things down, regardless if they lose weight or not, they're still going to feel right. way better. So once we build those healthy habits, um, then all the other stuff falls in place. So if you're getting movement, um, if you're working on your nutrition, um, and doing the other things that like getting more movement throughout the day. Cause realistically you're never going to outrun outlift out anything. Um, your diet, like you just can't, you have to have a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight and you have to, um, be trying to build some more muscle mass. And so, um, realistically we just work on all of those things kind of together mm-hmm. and usually it looks like focusing hey let's dial this part in right now once you get that dialed in six weeks later we look at another habit and start kind of stacking those habits together oh. mm, and then we can look like <clears throat> jason Bourne from the born identity absolutely you know? i hope women that want to lose weight don't come in and look like jason Bourne when they're done I mean, I don't think I'd have a job anymore. Yeah, we can, Maybe I'd have to change my clientele. I mean, we can't judge these people. Whatever their goals are is fine. What What is so? I'm I'm super curious when it comes to diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've almost wanted to get like certified in in nutrition and being able to help people in mm-hmm. that because I've realized in my own journey how important the kitchen is. The kitchen is is so important, and how much how many bad habits I developed, you know, from my childhood that I've carried all the way through or just, you know, after the military, the military, you're working so much, you're always in a calorie deficit. So like, it doesn't matter what you eat, you know, you're just putting it in there. And so I I developed a lot of bad habits. Um, How far did you go in the journey for nutrition? How in your degree and things like that? So in my degree, we have, um, I had a semester of nutrition and then along with my personal training certification that comes with a little bit of nutrition. Um, personally, I'm a macro counter, so I've, um, done a lot of research on like the benefits of eating adequate protein. Um, I don't have any specific nutrition certifications though. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting because you can't with a nutrition certification, unless you're a registered dietitian, you can't give meal plans. So mm-hmm. I can't tell people eat this, don't eat that. Um, we talk more about um, education as a whole. So um, why eating more protein is important or like this would be a good thing to eat in place of this or talking about healthy habits. Mm-hmm. And I only have one macro wave in my house. So it's easy to count macros for me. Uh, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, but but um, <laughs> but seriously, uh, that's how that's how I had to start. Is I had to go. I, I got an app called My Fitness Pal, mm-hmm. and I had to load in. And the, the I don't. I'm not trying. You know, not sponsored, but they literally. You can just scan all of everything you eat. You can just scan in. And you can Whoa. save recipes, and and it's it's fantastic. You do not realize how how bad our food is. Like we we just don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, now I every time not I don't I don't watch it as much as I I was when I really wanted to be in a calorie deficit and and try to lose weight. But every time I'm in the store now, I look at how much sugar is in something, 
And so, like, we went to the movies the other day, and I just, um, I either get, like, a sugar-free something, but I, I, I get water at the movie theater, and people look at me weird. But my daughter offered me one of the slushies. And she's like, Dad, you want a sip? And I said, that one sip is going to be more sugar than I've had this month. <laughs> like, right. no, I cannot have that much. And it's, it is amazing how much sugar is, is in our diet, uh, carbohydrates, you know, different things. And, and so macros would be proteins, carbohydrates, fats. And then there's, there's other things into that, right, that are, you know, sugars and whatever that you, you want right. to watch. But the main macros are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So usually I don't have people start out with macros right away either because it's just so overwhelming. It is. Um, so usually I just say, hey, just track your food. Don't change anything. Just track your food. Then you mm-hmm. have your point of where you're at. And um, really just tracking your food sometimes is enough. It, of like, Because then you're being <laughs> conscious of this is what I ate and when. And when. That was the big deal mm-hmm. for me too is how much I was eating after like 8 o'clock at night. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to run to the, the kitchen real quick. Board eating. Board mm-hmm. eating. I did uh-huh. so much board eating. Uh-huh. Chips. Just just piling those, you know, Doritos or barbecued Lay's. Just, they just mm-hmm. right, right mm-hmm. in the mouth. They taste so good. Oh, they do. And they, they do. taste better after 8 o'clock, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like when your kids go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything mm-hmm. tastes better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I had last night? Because I did, I did have a... a lazy and whatever board eating craving i had cottage cheese <laughs> and peaches because i won't I'd like I, I won't succumb right like i'm not going to go back to the chips and eating the bad things that's what i ate last night i cut up a, a, a fresh just, peach just pre-log your Doritos at the beginning of the day that's what i do when i need i know like i know i need a bowl of popcorn when my kids go to bed i just put it in my tracker before the day even starts Mm. Oh, and then you know you're going to have it. And then you it. know you're going to have it. So then when the donut comes up to the break room, you're like, right, I could eat the donut le- now or I can eat popcorn later. Which one do I want? Yeah. You can change it any time. You're not locked in. Yeah. You yeah. Can just choose. Yeah. And then it comes down to like, you, you chose, and then you just, you live with your choice. Like, Oh, well, and, and um, I have a buddy that's really heavy into budgeting, like mm-hmm. finance and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. the same way he does finance. Is he already, you know, for the month, he knows where every dollar is going, savings, fun, whatever. So if he decides he wants something, it has to come from somewhere else. Yep. So if you're doing that same thing, if you're budgeting your food, you're like, oh, I get this many calories. Mm-hmm. And so if I want this donut, I can't have that popcorn I want later. That, oh, that'd be a great way to do it. Well, and it's like, it's, it, and I always tell my clients that there's no right or wrong. Like, it's your life and it has to be maintainable for you forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not... We have a phrase at the peak and we call it finding your peak performance. And one of the things I want to do is really define that. So for me, your peak performance is maintainable, achievable, and enjoyable. It's got to be all those three things. And I think that applies to nutrition too. It has to be maintainable. It has to be achievable. And it has to be enjoyable. Like we were made for community. And a lot of times that community was made to be around meals, like not to get like super religious, but there's so many feasts in the Bible, like I love Jesus and I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like we're supposed to enjoy food together. And if your nutrition or your eating plan makes it so you can't enjoy food in community, like that's not maintainable. Jesus wouldn't like that. 
No, no he absolutely would like, Absolutely. I, I have to tie. So you're speaking to like the soul of yes. me right now because yeah. uh, when I would I I was a youth pastor here at the church we're at at Solid Rock, and then I moved to Glasgow to be a youth pastor up there. And they were the first year we're talking about budget, and they're like, "We need you to come up with a budget." And I came back to them with this this larger than they'd ever seen food budget for youth group for snacks on youth group night and also taking you know teenagers out for i'd I'd pick them up from school and we'd go like half an hour we didn't have a lot of time but we'd go to like a fast food restaurant but i I just the same thing is like you can talk to somebody if you're if you're sitting in a counseling session in in a office you can talk to somebody or you can go sit with them for half the time at Wendy's with food, mm-hmm. and you're going to get way more information from somebody because we're 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 made for that community and to break bread together, as the Bible would say. You know, to do that daily. the The Bible really encourages community and eating together and sharing. And um, I think that there's something in us that when you eat together, there's just walls that come down. And that's why we have snacks right in the middle of the table. That's why there's M&M's yep. and Twizzlers and gummy lifesavers. I thought about picking up fruit, but I was running late. I was going to pick up fruit just so there would be a I healthy mean, you option. you should have brought some good and plenties. Oh, not something I will ever bring. I'll bring them next time. Yeah, Joe can bring them, but I'm, I'm not bringing those things. Yeah, next time, you, next time you come on, and there definitely has to be a next time. I like I'll it. bring good and plenty. So I'm like, you're gonna love I might not talk. I might just eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bring a little bit of them. I'll just be like, hey, put oh, these in. Put these in your app. You or know, just a morning. reward. Yeah, just a reward. <laughs> <laughs> I like your answer. Yep, yeah. good answer. Good throw, answer. Throwing up Toss the, you one. the good and plenties, and I will whack them in yeah. the air. Yeah, whack them out, and I'll I'll give you a heads up before then. You know, so you can put it in your little app. Put so it in my app. Yeah. Yep. Put it so in my you app know. And track it. Yep. And say this is what I'm doing. I can eat this whole box if I want. When you get yeah. Oh man. Coolest. I could eat the whole box if it wasn't in my app too. I think there's mm. also something to be said for that. Like, so, so there's a there's a guy oh, I can't remember who it was, but he said eighty percent. You try to stick with with your healthy mm. diet eighty percent of the time. The other twenty percent, you really need to enjoy life. And so I usually give myself you know somewhere in there where I'm just like, yeah, I'm having the Doritos. I'm having you know whatever mm. that might be. I, I had two donuts the other day. In the same day. Good for you. Shame on you. No, (laughs) no, that's like those bad food rules. Yeah. And and so I love what you said about like maintaining because I tried keto. I tried Mm. like all of these, you know, hip Mm -hmm. diets, fad diets, whatever you want to call them. And I did, when I did keto probably four or five years ago, I did it for three months. My, My breath was horrible. I never was eating anything that I wanted to eat, even mm-hmm. though like the keto diet's actually pretty easy when you first start because it's like eggs, bacon, yeah, meat, kind of cool. you know, like cheese, all these things I love. I didn't realize how much I loved mixing other things with those, right? Like when <laughs> yeah. you're just stuck to like meat and cheese, it's like, oh, Unsustainable. I'm going to just eat another block of cheese for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. and fat bombs. So anyway, for three months, and I lost like 40 pounds or something in that three months. I gained 60 in the next preceding months because I didn't, it's not something that I could stick with. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting that you said that because the research shows if you do fad diets, um, you will, they don't work. You might lose weight, but you will gain the weight back and then some. Yep. And and it, and it did. Um, I was at my heaviest point probably five months after I did keto. Mm. You know, I think it's, it's just another one of those things you got to get after. You know, you got to get to know yourself 
We all have a different thing. Like you said, what's your peak performance going to be? What are your macros going to look like? What kind of calorie deficit do you run in a day? What's, what is it going to look like? Cause it's going to be different and it's mm-hmm. gotta be sustainable. And if you don't like, you know, good and plenties, then, you know, I can't put good and plenties on your little app diet app. You know what I mean? Cause right. you're not going to like that. You're like, Nope, I'm just going to eat whatever. So well, it's yeah. amazing how many people do that. Yeah. They like force themselves to do something they hate. Yeah. And then they think it's going to work. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Like, it's a good idea. Like the sum of the science is super solid. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, great. You can argue with me on that. But my argument is just what Brian said. Like, how are you going to eat a block of cheese every day? You just can't. There's no way you can eat enough bacon that you're going to be like, I don't need bread ever again. It's fine. Yeah. It's not yeah. a thing. Who it's needs not. that? No. God. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It makes me shudder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to cuss. I no, thought you were going to cuss there. I was like, oh, this is going to be the first cuss word on shutter. our shudder. That's shutter. a shuddering. Right. But I do, I do know, Joe, that we have a hard stop today. Um, yeah. we've, we've got empty pints coming up. Uh, it's Tuesday night, and we've got to make sure that you have enough time to go and set up. So I have one, one final question here for you, Katie. Um, if you had a magic wand, mm-hmm. and in two years, you just wave this magic wand now, and then in two years, you'll have whatever it is. Maybe it's a, a goal in, in whatever goal in life, or maybe it's for p- the peak. Maybe it's for group fitness and how many people you want there. Or maybe it's because you, you don't want to work anymore and you just want to, you know, whatever that is. You got a magic wand and you could wave it now in two years. This is this is it. What would it be? I really don't know. And you can give a gift to me and Brian if you want. Yeah, I, and in that, there's a <laughs> gift. I don't know. Um the funny thing is I'm super goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so a goal could be to have a goal. <laughs> I have, I have lots of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your biggest goal right now that you're shooting for? Well, I'm, I'm working, I'm going to do a triathlon next year. It's my big fitness goal that I'm working on right now. The, the same one that happened yeah. here in Great Falls? The race Montana. So maybe you could say to, to be able to do a successful triathlon. I, just, I, I would, I don't know. I think that if you do that, if you wave the magic wand, you miss out on all the lessons that you learn that make it great. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know that I would, I don't know. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up the idea of the magic wand. Okay. But I, I hear what you're saying Yeah, that there's, there's so many lessons to, to be learned when you're overcoming hurdles and obstacles and yeah. going through. And so the magic wand doesn't erase any of those hurdles or anything else. You still have to overcome things. You still have to work for it. It's just saying, no matter what, there will be success in it. Mm-hmm. There will be success. But you do have to still put the work in. Oh, yeah. um, You'll learn things. I think mm-hmm. it, my kids, I just want my kids to um, love others and love God. That's If I could, in two years, if that was accomplished, I know I didn't talk about them much today, but... Um, I think that's like the biggest thing I want is I want my kids to love God mm. and others. And so if in two years, no pressure, kids, no pressure, no pressure, no, no, pressure. no pressure at all. We're watching you. We're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to listen to this too. So, uh, yeah. And so we've got, we've got uh, sound effects for Leah. And then Isaiah, where's it at? Thank you.
There Perfect. we go. That was good. All right. I just wanted to say um, thanks for coming. This was really fun. It was a cool conversation. I learned a lot. I, I'm interested in coming and checking out the peak. Uh, learn about the Ronald Ranger. You got to check it out. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to, if you find I'm something, I'm going to make a phone call, a couple phone calls. If there's a picture of me, out. send it. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Ronald Ranger in history. Yeah. Joe but, Ryan. But I did want to say, um, empty pints has taken a hiatus. We're, we're done for the season. I'm actually, uh, taking my lovely wife here to the carved ax throwing thing Ooh. here at six o'clock. So we do got to skedaddle still. Oh, what am I supposed to do then for You'll this still been my date night every can, Tuesday. I mean, you can what? still go to Empty Pints and have a burger. And, and I believe they are still doing uh, live music nights. I'm not sure what they're going to be doing tonight, but okay. yeah, we're taking some time off. I got, I mean, I also got too busy. All the shows and the podcast is yeah, taken yeah. off. So All right. you can, right. you I s- thought I knew you. I know. I mean, I thought, I thought I had told you that, hey, you and Lindsay have to do something else awesome and no. it's totally cool. We were supposed to schedule an escape room. And when I say we, I mean me, and I'm just now remembering. So, oh, my god! So if you could just um, schedule us that double date-ish mm-hmm. sort of escape room deal, we're going to go throw some axes at pe- that, not people. But I'm going to imagine some people, and uh, my aim is going to improve. Hey, we do that in uh, combat, too. We imagine people when we hit them. You should come. Mm, okay. So, Making so that connection. That's, that's what I want to say to close this out, is if someone's like Joe, and and doing the the gym searching right now what's their best way to connect with the peak um you can call the peak now you're putting me on the spot to remember their number off my the top of my head you can um call the peak stop by the front desk you can get in touch with me um, my email is katie at peakgreatfalls.com katie how do you spell katie k-a-t-i-e k-a the normal way just kidding to any other katie's out there <laughs> i got feelings about that yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and then if, if you want, we have millions of followers and they may want to follow you and what, what you're doing. Do you have any social media you want to give out? You don't have to, it's just now's the opportunity for that. Yeah. I'm just, um, the peak is probably the best place to follow. I'm actually probably taking a step back from social media myself. So, and so they can follow the peak on Instagram or Um, Facebook. Facebook is more active, but yes, Instagram and Facebook peak health and wellness center. Excellent. Katie, we've really appreciated it. I appreciate you guys taking time to talk with me. And we we feel that uh, you can invest money, you can invest um, many different things in this world, but time is the largest investment you can make with somebody because we don't know how much we have, we don't know how much we have left. And so for you giving us an hour and a half of your life, we're, we're very thankful for that. And for all the listeners, the same to you. You've just given your time here and we appreciate that investment. Yeah. Like... Thanks like us share us because sharing is caring we thank you for all the reviews on apple Podcasts. when i say all of them i mean joe and i have done it what are you doing come out there and and give us a review get after those reviews if you can spotify apple podcast stitcher wherever you're listening we appreciate it yeah i've been brian i've been joe we'll We'll see see you next show. show